0: as alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Good evening. You are listening to Radio Islam, and this is your host, Tariq Alamine. If you are new to Radio Islam, we welcome you. Thanks for making the decision to, to join us. We are a live call-in talk show, and we are broadcasting every night from 6 to 7 p.m. right here Uh, on WCV 1450 AM from the wonderful city of Chicago Illinois now remember you can also check us out our live stream at www.wcev1450.com listen to our former episodes wherever you get your podcast just look for us at Radio Islam USA if that's SoundCloud, TuneIn iTunes, Google Play, whatever it is uh, you will find Radio Islam there. Now, Radio Islam family, if you haven't already done so, make sure that you are keeping up with us by following and liking our pages on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You'll find us at Radio Islam USA. That's at Radio Islam USA. If you have a comment or question, any point that you would like to interject into tonight's show, we'd love to hear from you. Give us a call at 312-750-1178. 312-750-1178. Now, I guess I'll start off like this, Radio Islam family. There's an old saying that says, Stay ready and you never have to get ready. Right? It says, stay ready and you never have to get ready. And why why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this tonight. Because We were scheduled, and we don't know. He may still show up, right? He may still show up. Uh, We know how difficult and how challenging the schedules of our elected officials can be. Um, So that being said, we were supposed to have state rep LaShawn K. Ford in studio tonight. And, well, he's not here. But that's okay. Okay that's okay because you're here I'm here we've got a full weekend we've got uh quite a bit that's going on in the news right now so we're going to make do because we're actually always ready right we're never caught off guard right so so that's that and we want to give a big shout out uh we want to send some du'a some prayer to our brother, Ibrahim Bey, the impressive one. Uh, he is down and out with the flu. And that flu is no joke. It's, it's real. It knocked me out a couple of months ago for about eight days. Um, and uh, I, I've never had the flu like that. But anyway, our brother Ibrahim, uh, we pray that Allah gives you uh, complete healing and get you back in the studio where we can continue doing our thing Uh, Right here on Radio Islam. All right. So I'm going to start off with uh, something that I mentioned in the news brief. Uh, And that is I'm I'm interested to know anybody who happened to get out and see the movie Black Panther. Now, we actually talked about it a bit on our Friday or our movie talk with uh, Bubba and Tariq. We talked about it a bit. We didn't want to give away too much. We don't want to spoil the movie for folks who may have not, uh, have seen it yet, but we did talk about some of the elements to it, uh, since that point, I saw it last Thursday night and saw it again Sunday with my wife, uh, Aisha, and I went back again today to take my daughters to see it since they were out of school, and, uh... And we've just been having some great conversations uh, in person and on social media about the significance uh, of the movie. Uh, what are some of the the themes and, and, and plot lines in it? And it's um, I'm just truly, uh, truly impressed and really uh, pleased that I feel like this is moving, moving us in a direction that is going to uh, that's going to help us. I think not just. I think it's going to help us as a society, right? A diverse society. Uh, and with a diverse society, uh, it's important that all of its, its elements, that its composition be represented, uh, in its media, in its, in its narrative. So this is a big step in that direction. Uh, the Black Panther movie, uh, as I mentioned, primarily almost an all African-American cast directed by an African-American Michael, I'm sorry, Ryan Coogler, um, and I'm going to say this about it: that it was one of the first times that I've seen that I've seen a movie on this scale, where there was no there was no degradation or uh, sexualization uh, of, of of the women. Uh, there was some gender parity. Uh, there wasn't a lot of crass language. There was a there was a sense of of culture and authenticity that that did not look like it was written by someone who was standing on the outside looking in but it looked like it was from the people that it um uh that that it was portraying now i will say this one little one little thing uh about the movie and there is a there was a complaint right nothing's ever perfect right but there was a complaint that the movie, that there was a scene that was Islamophobic or, uh, you know, showed some, that, that just showed Muslims in a, in a negative light. And that was, I'm not even, I'm not going to give it away because I know some folks, I know some folks in the office hadn't seen the movie either. So I'll just put it like this. The phrase Wallahi was used, right, by Allah, by God, uh, was, was used, if uh, our. um uh, from my non-Muslim radio Islam family, uh, who may not be familiar with that phrase, that phrase simply just means it, it's it's kind of an oath, right? Uh, like swearing, you know. Um, I, I I swear for God, right? If you have a, you know colloquialism sort of, um, but it 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 it, it denotes uh, an intensity, uh, an intention, uh, and, and you know a seriousness. So, the phrase was used, and it was not a good situation. And they said this was making Muslims look bad. So my reply to it was this. I said, well, it's within the realm of, of reason that you use language with people who understand the importance of that language. You wouldn't use a phrase with somebody that could not understand or did not understand, didn't have the same, that it, it didn't have the same impact. So my contention is within a realm of possibility that these are Muslims that they're talking to the wakandans right now you can you can get at me let me know what you think about that if, if you if you see something uh differently but i think it's it's wholly possible uh, that that was the case so anyway if you have not seen the movie yet i'm going to uh, i recommend it highly uh i will probably get back out to see it again uh at some point but it's definitely uh well, i shouldn't say definitely right my intention is inshallah with god's permission is to have that movie in my library, so i am I am looking forward to that all right so in in other news um this this fiasco with the russia uh the the collusion uh um, investigation that's taking place, and I don't call the investigation itself a fiasco I'm calling the responses that we're getting from our Commander in chief. Uh it, it borders on comical. Right. So if you check the news out today, you heard that he mentioned his response to uh the the shooting, the mass shooting that took place uh in Florida last week was the FBI dropped the ball and they dropped the ball because why? Wait for it. They dropped the ball because they are spending too much of their resources focused on proving collusion with Russia that does not exist. And he says, get back to work, make us proud. And all I could think to myself is that this is just, I mean, just absolutely um, just, just ridiculous, right? It's ridiculous. And then you add that on top of... Um, and it's ridiculous for, for the obvious reason, but I'm going to state it, right you know you don't want to make the assumption that everybody picks up the same thing, but it's ridiculous because it makes the assumption, or it's making uh, it's presenting a case that our FBI, right, one of the premier law enforcement agencies in the world, can only work on one thing at a time. Right. Which in itself is just, you know, it's just inane. It makes absolutely no sense. But this is what this is how he responds. You know, he's constantly trying to find a way to to duck and to dodge and to uh, to to denigrate. Uh, And then on top of that, what's the next thing that he throws out? He tweets over the weekend. As a matter of fact, I'm going to I'm going to pull this up. Right. Because uh, I'm going to pull it up. But he also tweets over the weekend that why didn't president Obama do something about Russia, uh, during his administration? Since this is something that, um, supposedly, supposedly, uh, that, that, that we knew about. So once again, we go back to Obama. What did Obama do? I don't know. I don't know. Um, is there a, well? I'm, I'm probably asking a, a silly question, um, and, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ask the question. Is there a point where people are going to say, "Do you actually have anything of substance to say, or are you just going to keep dumping everything off on on your predecessor?" And the answer is probably no. There's it's probably there's probably nothing of any real value that's going to uh, that's going to come out. But that you know that, that it is it is what it is. Now there was also a uh kind of moving on moving on there was a um a Kansas yes a Kansas uh candidate running for uh, state rep running for state rep I believe state rep and this this uh individual uh, we mentioned it in the in the earlier news that he had intentions on giving away I'm sorry yes it's a GOP congressional candidate he he was defending the fact that he wants to give away an AR-15, and you know, of course, he did this before the actual um, uh, before the mass shooting that took place in Florida, right? He did it before those seventeen lives uh, were lost, and uh, but but the appropriate response, and that's one of the things about politics, uh, and I would I would probably and maybe not to. Um, maybe not too smoothly uh, suggest, it's one of the things about any any field where you are dealing uh, with public sentiment, uh, radio, television, where you have to be ready to pivot at a moment's notice. Like right now, right? Because uh, I was supposed to have a guess. I don't have a guess. But uh, but this gentleman, he's defending. He's defending uh, the decision to go ahead with the uh, AR-15 giveaway. And he says that, you know, he's a he is a, uh, a proponent. He is a supporter of the Second Amendment. He's a Republican. He's in a district, obviously, where he's trying to appeal to uh, to those individuals. And. Uh, the question just has to be asked, at what point, at what point do we actually get some common sense gun laws? Common sense. Right. Not not taking away. Um, The right to bear arms, not taking away, but removing the gun show loophole. I mean, that's common sense and that's not infringing on anybody's right to bear arms. Um, Of course, uh, bump stocks, you know, let's get those out. Let's get those off of off the market. There's no reason for, you know, for your average Joe uh, walking around to have a a bump stock that turns a semi-automatic into a fully automatic weapon there's there's no reason for that uh, there's no reason for us not to have uh, safeguards in place where where yes where we do look at the mental health the mental well-being of individuals of, a, of applicants that's that just makes sense so at some point I don't know what point it is and I, I I'll say this much um, people young people and old, have been dying uh, I mean, by, by, by the hundreds uh, and more, right? I don't want to. I don't want to embellish, but with great consistency, year after year, in the inner cities uh, of America. Now, these youth, these folks, are primarily people of color, almost exclusively people of color, and that gun violence, that violence that is taking place with with weapons that seem to material materialize out of nowhere um it has gone unnoticed it is not it hasn't hit uh that spot it hasn't done anything to make people say you know we need to we need to make some changes we need to do something to really address this problem because we have uh our future we have our future that's being gunned down in the streets uh and they're getting these guns these guns are coming uh, from 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 Michigan, they're coming from Indiana, from Wisconsin, from Iowa, uh, and we have we have to do something, right? We haven't that that realization, that commitment hasn't come about. But if you look at the fact at Sandy Hook, you look at what just happened in Florida, you look at what just um, the the uh, the mass shooting that took place. I believe it was in uh, in in Denver in a movie theater. There's not, and, and these are quite a few, these these are these are white children, I would say have comprised the majority of those children that were that were killed, whose lives were cut short. And and the result has been nothing. There's a, a big segment of folks who would have thought that with the United States having this 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 Sometimes subtle, sometimes, not all the time, but there's sometimes subtle response uh, that differs when it comes to race, uh, whether it be sentencing, whether it be social services or education, whatever it is, we would have thought that the loss of. The lives of, of of white children, and I know there there's going to be folks who will say, "No, it doesn't matter if they're white or they're black or they're brown or whatever it is. Children are children." But no, let's let's wake up and act like the clock didn't just start uh, today. Let's act like we know the history uh, that we have inherited, that that we are working to overcome. Let's 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 be adult about this. So the fact is, is that those children that have have died whether they be children of color or white children the interests of the gun lobby it outweighs the interest of human life that is the that is the message that our politicians our legislators our elected officials that is the message that they have sent us that it doesn't matter who it is this is the message message that they have sent us. And unfortunately, we still don't have common sense gun laws. Common sense that allows us to still have our our, our Second Amendment rights, but also protects the, the vulnerable among us, that keeps guns uh, out of the hands of people who shouldn't have them. Now, we certainly could... Uh, extend this conversation uh into another into another direction down another logical thread uh and and that would be that we probably have some law enforcement officers who don't need to, who need to be walking around with a whistle um but but i'm not i am not anti uh law enforcement at all um i think i've 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 gone over that before right i say it more tongue in cheek but uh, this is the this is the point. We're we're coming into uh, elections. We're coming uh, into elections, and Radio Islam family, we're going to have to make a make make a stand, make a demand that if we are, what was a stat I heard um, said we're we're four percent of the world's population, and thirty or upwards of thirty percent of the uh, of of gun fatalities, four percent of the world's population. But thirty percent of the of gun fatalities, there is something wrong with the psychology there. So maybe we're we're going at this all wrong. <laughs> we're going at this all wrong. But the more conversations that we have, the more pressure we put on our local officials. Uh, I think the better chance that we have to actually get some wins in this to save lives. Um, and nobody needs. I am sorry. Be mad if you want. But nobody needs, it. I mean, none, none of you walking around here with a two-car garage, um, living in the city, needs an AR-15. I mean, it's, it's not a need, you know. Um, and, 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 and there'll be some some who agree and some who don't disagree. I mean, some who disagree, and, and, and that's fine. Uh, and that's the beauty of having uh, open dialogue. Um, if, you, if you have a comment, question, uh, give us a call 312-750-1178 312-750-1178 um, What else do we have going on in the news uh, There is a uh, We're not going to talk about this guy We're not. Gonna, you know what we keep and, and I'm interested I would love to hear your thoughts on this um, So I'm looking at a story It talks about weekend violence uh, in Chicago Six killed, 21 wounded now, Chicago is a city with millions of inhabitants, right? Uh, if you look at the Chicago and the uh, the Chicago metropolitan area, metropolitan area, I think we're looking at probably around what seven million, or maybe maybe more than that, right? So, well, I mean, okay, put it like this: Chicago. Um, as as a as a city we're looking at close to 3 million, 2.7, right? But when you add in those collar counties and things like that, then we we bump up uh quite a bit. And I mention I mention this for this reason. When you look at 21 people or 6 people or 2 people uh that are shot over the course of a weekend. When we look at these these actual numbers, are we re, are we keeping these numbers in in perspective? I mean, I know what I just said about the the four percent, the United States, you know, being four percent of the world's population, uh, but us carrying that thirty percent of the of, of gun fatalities. Uh, but I still want us to think about, and I'm asking a question: Are we are our opinions being shaped in ways uh, because overreporting? Right? Are we hearing about things that maybe we maybe maybe we don't need to, to hear about with the frequency that we hear about them because they represent such a small percentage uh, of the actual occurrences? Now, I heard I heard someone say, he said news. It's news because it does not happen often. Right? So, but the things that we hear about in the news that don't really happen that often When we think about the thousands Or tens of thousands of interactions uh, That take place uh, on any day That, that we might uh, be witness to Right, but we hear about that point zero 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 one percentage Of the things that go wrong And that becomes a focus And that becomes We actually start to think that that is that's the norm. Right? It gives us a skewed perspective. So, I don't know. I think it's worth it's worth looking at. I know I've looked at I believe it's Canada. Uh and there are a few places uh there are a few places that I have uh I remember reading about right here in the United States that tracked their reporting of crime and they Found a direct correlation to the actual occurrence of crime, uh, and by that I mean the overreporting of crime tended to add to the crime. As opposed, uh, in the inverse, where crime was not the focus, where it, you know, where matters of um, you know maybe they're they're speaking about uh, technology, or they're talking about philanthropy, or education, or whatever it is, whatever. The subject matter that they chose to make as the basis of their uh, their reporting, they saw an actual, uh, a verifiable drop in the actual crime that took place. So, you know, this is just to say that there's something that there's an effect on our subconscious, on our psyche. In the stories that we hear, the stories that we're told, uh, they they impact how we see the world, how we see each other, and how we see ourselves. So all of that said to say this, pay attention to the stories uh, that you're being told, right? Pay attention to the stories that you're being told. Radio Slime family, we're going to take us a short break. But when we come back, I'd love to hear from you. 312-750-1178. 312-750-1178. This is Radio Slam. we'll be right back.
1: People have all kinds of excuses for not saving energy. I didn't plug it in. I'll turn it off later. It's not my music. It's just one phone charger. So, um, we don't have those Energy Star appliances. So that old window leaks. How much energy and money could the new ones really save? Maybe it's time to stop making excuses and start doing some simple things to save the energy and resources we can because
2: a little here and a little there can add up to a lot later and you just never know what people will need in the future my name is
1: Sarah and I'm going to get started today
0: we can all help save more energy for tomorrow what's your excuse for more energy saving tips that also save money visit loseyourexcuse.gov parents this message is brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy the Ad Council and the Station
1: Assalamu Alaikum. Soundvision is starting a new initiative to provide crisis intervention to those in need. Through the crisis text line, anyone can text 741 741 and be connected via text to a trained crisis counselor who's there to listen and show empathy. The crisis text line is open to everyone. By texting the keyword salaam, that's SALAM, that's S A L A M to 741 741, users will be connected to a trained Muslim counselor whenever available. You can also volunteer to undergo training and become a counselor. For more information, visit soundvision.com.
0: Asalaamu Alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Welcome back. Welcome back to Radio Islam on WCEV 1450 AM streaming live at www.wcev1450.com Happy Monday everybody Happy President's Day um, I should wash my mouth out with soap for even saying that um, I think how I feel is no it's no uh, it's no secret that I'm not a fan uh, I am not a fan at all of, uh, of what we have Supposed leadership Anyway One good thing I'll say about being on the boards uh, And the mic right now Is that I get to let the music play a little bit longer So I'm just going to let it go for a minute <laughs> Alright that's enough, that's enough of that Anyway Radio Islam family uh, Just a quick reminder to you um, keep up with us on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at Radio Islam USA. That is at Radio Islam USA. Uh, one thing I will mention, I shouldn't say one thing, right? Just like one of those conversational transitions. Uh, but I've got to mention, we were going to talk about tonight uh, with uh, with State Rep LaShawn K. Ford, we wanted to have him on to talk about uh, the impact of Bank of America back Last month, uh, it was like the middle of last month, uh, but they canceled, they canceled um, like free checking uh, and basically not just cancel free checking. They like because there's free checking that you get if you have a balance of, you know, like twenty five hundred or five thousand or whatever the whatever the number is. That's that's absurd to, to most folks that are living in low, lower socioeconomic um uh, communities uh lower wage earners uh students uh sometimes seniors uh, d- uh depending on whatever the, the the situation might be but the numbers the the ceilings that they give are pretty much unattainable for a for for a good section uh, of our community and one of the responsibilities that we have as as leaders uh as our um that our elected officials have is to advocate is to make sure that no one is being left out. And these, this is a, a, a big group of folks uh, because I mean, I'll tell you the idea of having, having to have uh, that, I would have balked at that, um, you know, maybe 10 years ago, uh, the idea of some of these numbers. And this is a, you know, this is a real concern. Um quite a few folks came out and they protested. They protested protested against Bank of America. And it's you know there there is a there's a prejudice, there's a there is a a neglect not just a negligence, just just a downright downright meanness uh involved. Uh when you see that people who already have money um and and they want to to ring those who have, you know, so little, they want to wring the rest of it out of them, uh, and there's a there's a problem. There's a problem with that. Um, and when I think about this, I mean, every month when I get my, oh, you know what, I, I'm just I'm just gonna go um, I'm just gonna go wide open. Uh, I just realized the next well, I, I'll tell you in a second. Uh, but this idea, I've got about four, five, or maybe six different, you know, uh, accounts, and some are our business, and some are um, personal but when i look at when I look at this fee this twelve dollar and was it twelve dollars and fifty cents a month that the bank is charging me every month as a service fee i ask myself what service are you providing you're holding my money right you're holding the money that's that's all you're doing and there are a bunch of other folks who do the same thing that you do So why, why am I beholden to this one bank? Well, here's, here's the first thing, the obvious thing. Whenever you, like you, if you got Netflix, if you got, um, if you have a car wash service, a decal or whatever, there, there are probably 20 different things that you have that are coming out or many of us have that are coming out automatic withdrawal, right? Automatic withdrawal. And when you leave one bank to go to another, that means that you got to put in new information and, you know, it's just it's a headache. So a lot of it is because, well, because we, we're we we're lazy, right? We're, we're lazy. So we don't we don't want to deal. Um, you know, we don't need that. You know, so we just we just stay right where we are. Now, the other. OK, so what's the other thing? Oh, the other thing is this. I, I'm just going to throw all the stuff out that probably would not make it uh, into a show or we have to wait until we got uh, somebody to come in to talk about it. Um, but I want to air out these insurance companies right now. That's that's something uh, that I have a serious, 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 serious issue with. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to share my issue with you, Radio Islam Family. So I spent... Uh, Ten years. I mean, I'm still a member, uh, local one, Iron Workers, and we have, uh, as Iron Workers, we carry what what's termed generally as Cadillac insurance. Right, talking about PPO, uh, where you can you select your your uh, your physician. You don't have to worry about referrals. Um, You know, you got a flexible spending account. Uh, About twelve. What was it? about 13 dollars of every hour you work goes into your um, your health care, right pays for your health care. So it's a it's a big amount that that goes towards health care. and rightly so because uh, a lot of times folks in the trades, you know we, we bang ourselves up uh, when we're injured, it's generally a, a bad injury. Um, all that being said, I decided to put my, and, and it covers not just me, you know, my family's on it. And I put my wife, I told her, go see, use my insurance and, and go to uh, go to the doctor you want to go to. And she did that. And she has insurance as well. Now, long story, long, painful story short, what has come about, what has come about was Blue Cross, the PPO, and the HMO, my insurance and her insurance, they kicked the bill back and forth between each other for months, right? My uh, my insurance, they send it over to hers and say, well, um, we need to get this information or we got to coordinate benefits. And, and then they send it back to her. And then they send us a bill. And we said, hold on a minute. We have insurance. We're paying for insurance. We've submitted everything we're supposed to submit. Now it's up to you guys to pay the bill, right? Do your job. Pay the bill. Pay the bill. Simple as that. Well, not so simple. So my wife gets on the phone and finally she's, you know, she's, she's just, you know, exasperated. And she's not, you know, my wife doesn't like bills does not like bills. You know, I mean if if you got a bill we're paying it off and and you know alhamdulillah, praise be to God, uh that's that's a great space to be in at this point, right? At this point um of our lives. But she tells them, no, uh I've sent everything in, I've I've sent you copies, I've done this, I've done that. And they say, well, and somebody finally tells it, you know, they, they can tell that she's getting really ticked off. And they, and they finally tell her, they say, look, we're going to keep, they're going to keep basically just going back and forth because they have a time. They have a time limit. And if nobody pays by a particular time, then it's on you. Then you're going to be responsible. So, uh, folks, Radio Islam family, I will tell you that right now I am paying a bill that should have been paid by my insurance company that should have been paid by the money that was coming out of every hour that I worked that should have been paid and all I can think of is that this is the biggest racket in the world just the biggest just the biggest racket just a con job and I'm waiting for the candidate that's going to really take take these guys on because I, I i'm I'm pretty sure that I'm not the only individual I'm not the only person that the insurance companies uh have gotten uh, have have worn down through attrition you know we we're going to keep sending the bill back to you and we'll we'll bounce it around yeah just a bunch of uh, they're a bunch of crooks And until I see differently That's that's exactly how I see them As a bunch As a bunch of crooks So That's that Alright um, On to friendlier uh, Territory Oh, We got somebody calling I hope they're not trying to order pizza or anything One second Let's get them in here This is Radio Slum Hello well, like my Waalaikumsalam. Thanks for calling Radio Islam.
2: Yes, thank you. You were talking about insurance before, and that's something, uh, health care, something I'm just really concerned about. Um, you talked about you and your wife both having insurance. Uh, you know, I just wanted to share a similar uh, story.
0: Mm-hmm. Go right ahead. Uh,
2: yeah, my husband and I, we have both have insurance actually through the same uh, – I don't know if I should say the insurance company, but Blue Cross Blue Shield, he has the HMO and I had the PPO. And uh, I found you would think it's, uh, I guess it's two different companies. I'm not sure what was going on, but they kind of kicked us, you know, back and forth with the coordination of benefits. Um, Things weren't getting paid. And I just think it's ridiculous if you have double insurance, And I think they play these games because uh, it's kind of a stall tactic, hoping that you um, may not, you'll just drop it and pay for it yourself. I'm not sure what the uh, situation is because it would seem like now with everything being online, it would be easier for them to, you know, you fill out something online and you're done. But um, having to mail in coordination of benefit forms and uh, do all these things, I, I, I think it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so I mean I know that's more about just I, we we have insurance but I'm thinking man we're going through this I'm just I can't imagine people who do not have insurance at this point I just um, I would like for them to find a different way a better way to uh, be sure that people are covered because I, I just think it's ridiculous
0: well you know what I, 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 I certainly appreciate that um, I think my feeling is that they simply just don't care um, and they don't they don't care because they're, they're not legislated to care. Right. People, everybody has to have. We have to have insurance. Uh, it's, you know, it, it's mandated. I mean, if you're talking about um, you know, just looking at auto insurance, right, you're giving we're paying somebody every single month. And then when you finally actually do have an accident, you realize that your deductible is more than the the. the you know, then, then the cost for your repair or it just doesn't uh-huh. make sense for you to do it. Because if you do charge it, uh, if you do in, involve your insurance, then your rates go up. Yeah. Uh, and you could have been Absolutely. paying for years.
2: Yeah. I mean, I've experienced that as well. <laughs> you know, it, and it's, it it all comes down to um, money. But I, I personally feel that health care, um, when we talk about things like that, they should not be. Uh, t- uh school education. I don't think those things should be monetized. They should not be privatized. Um, you know, it's a, it's really just about making money. And when you talk about people's healthcare, you know, um, I don't think that's something that you should, you know, something you should be, um, can be bought and sold, you know, everybody, I think it's a basic, it's a right that we should have.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and not, uh, healthcare should not be a privilege. Right. So.
0: Well, let me ask. Let me ask you this uh, before you go. Uh, did you? Uh, how did you resolve the uh, the whole coordination of benefits?
2: Oh, I just. I, I I called. I made phone calls. I um I just stayed on top of it. I uh, sent. I went ahead and sent the forms in the mail. I had to call and follow up. Um, and to be honest, I am not sure. I have not checked to see if everything has been paid. I haven't received. Uh, any bills in the mail.
0: Mm. But
2: I, I I really think that it's a deterrent. You know, I think they um, the plan is, you know, they could make that a more uh, simple process. They can make it a little simple, but it's not intended to be simple. It's about, you know, their bottom line, how can they save some money? And if they can uh, kick that cost to another insurance company, that's what they're going to do. So,
0: Okay. I'm sorry. I don't I, I,
2: think it's meant for it to be easy for us, so.
0: Right. Well, I'm sorry. I, I didn't get your name.
2: Oh,
0: I'm Hakima. I, Hakima, thank you very much for your call. Thank you. Thank you very much for your call. like, right. i Have a good night. And I'm sure many of you uh, have had a similar, well, I shouldn't say, I, I, I would not be surprised to hear that many of you have had the same type of, uh, type of experience, which which leads me into another uh, bit of a rant. All right, I don't I don't rant often, but I have to I have to to say it. Every election year, every election, we're always told what the issues are, and I can't recall at any point. In my uh, adult life, uh, since I've been voting, uh, and I've been vo- how many years now? Almost thirty years now. That I have ever been polled, I have ever been surveyed about what what issues I feel are important. Right, because this to me, this is this is an important issue. It's an issue that uh, that impacts. Uh, me and I figure if it impacts me, it must be impacting somebody else. And, and as we can tell, we just had uh, the caller uh, call in, uh, Hakima, uh, going through, uh, have dealt with the similar circumstance. So it's not something that that's unique uh, to. Uh, first of all, it's not something that's just going to hit um, a particular ethnicity or race. Um, it, it's this is something that is hitting anybody who is paying insurance. Who is paying those monthly premiums? And the moment you you step out of bounds, the moment you need to uh, that you need that that protection that you've been paying for, that is the moment that you find out that you that protection was never really meant for you. That protection was meant simply as a as a uh, consistent income stream for the people that we're paying. All right, so I I've, I definitely have a problem with that. That is. That's an issue. That's an issue that needs to be on the table. We need some we need insurance reform. reform. I know. uh, Gun violence is certainly something that we need to look at. But the numbers right going back to this idea of uh, the numbers, how many of us are actually affected? What are the actual occurrences? What are the rates? And, And I'll tell you, and I can say this with certainty. That the, the the rates, the number of people that are affected by uh, by insurance companies uh, running over them, uh, taking their money and not providing services, or providing inadequ- inadequate services, or providing those services um, and not not providing them in a timely fashion, that those occurrences are way way higher than any issues of of gun violence or any vi- violence otherwise, and that in itself. That in itself is a form of violence. Um if we've heard poverty described as, as violence. Poverty is a form of violence. Right? Theft is a form it's a form of violence. It's it's a violation. So yeah. Thank you all for listening. I, I wanted to get that off my chest. Um still upset about it. We'll probably, probably be, be talking to uh, my wife about it uh, this evening, um, but it, it is something that I hope we, we take seriously, and um, I'm looking forward to talking to more of our uh, legislators, more of our political uh, leaders um, about what their intentions are uh, to alleviate some of the weight that is being placed upon the most vulnerable in our society, some of the most vulnerable in our communities. That are carrying uh the greatest weight uh a disp- disproportionate amount of weight so that all said uh it was a great weekend uh spent time with my my lovely family uh the girls who have taken the hair from my head um anybody with teenage daughters uh, i'm sure can can uh can understand where i'm coming from um but i thank i thank a lot for them every day uh Despite how how <laughs> how, uh, how opinionated and <laughs> how intelligent and uh, uh, they are, yeah. So, uh, teenage years is a fun time. So uh, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow we've got a, a really good uh, show uh, scheduled. Uh, so uh, God willing, uh, we're going to be talking with uh, with Bloom, I believe. And uh, we've got the job report tomorrow that'll be uh, that'll be out. Uh, we do that every Tuesday with um, Chicago Urban League. Uh, they also have a great black history um, movie fair that's going on. Every Tuesday night they're screening a new movie. Uh, I think tomorrow they are screening um, Marshall Marshall also starring Chadwick Bozeman. Um, who's also the lead in the Black Panther uh, movie. So yeah so we'll have uh, the we'll have the job support with the Chicago Urban League up tomorrow uh, as well as we've got uh, some great in studio uh, uh, guests uh, that'll be with us tomorrow as well inshallah with God's permission and we're looking forward to that conversation. Uh, we also have our book club, uh, we're reading Servants of Allah. Uh, so if you have not, if you haven't checked it out, uh, you can get it on Amazon, Servants of Allah, Sylvan uh, Diof. Hope I'm not mispronouncing her name. But we'll be having that in-studio book club conversation this Friday, uh, 6 p.m. would love to have you join us. Uh, if you, well, even if you haven't read the whole thing, right, you can, you can chime in uh, on what you have read. So that's one of the things that we're trying to uh, that we've added with you know with this year, we've got a really great uh, section, and you can go to actually you can go to soundvision.com, and see the reviews of last of last month's uh, book club uh, selection, which was Autobiography of Malcolm X as told to Alex Haley, uh, and that was a that was a really uh, engaging conversation that we had that the crew here we had, so we're looking forward to another lively conversation, informative conversation this coming uh, week. And what is the last thing I want to mention to you before we get out of here for the night? Well, I'll end with this. Um, The old saying, um, I I said it earlier, I'll say it again, uh, just to be prepared. Uh, We will have situations, we'll have circumstances that that will try us and remind us that we must be prepared at all times right so if you stay ready you never have to get ready say it with me if you stay ready you never have to get ready so may Allah bless everybody all of you who are listening uh my Muslim and non-Muslim uh family you know we're all one family come from the same soul same space same creator um who has blessed us to be here so that being said I hope everyone has a great evening I have been your host, your producer, and your engineer in studio, uh, Tariq Alamine. Want to thank our engineer over at WCEV, Ramon. Thank you very much, sir. It's nice talking to you for a moment earlier. Uh, our executive producer is Abdul Malik Mujahid, and I think those are all the credits that we have to roll off most important thing the views expressed tonight by yours truly the host uh, are mine and mine alone and not to be taken as representative of of who of Sound Vision Inc Uh, alright now I can uh, now I can get out of here Uh, thank you all uh, so much thank you so much for, for spending this hour with us and inshallah with God's permission we'll be back tomorrow so now I leave you as I greeted you Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you.